Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 87, the double review for Ad Astra and Rambo Last Blood. Episode of Film Focus. I am your host, Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And we we got to do it. It's film review double time again because you know recently we had two film releases that I could do separate episodes on, but where's the fun in that? Why not put them in the same episode? Because you know well, I like to be different on occasion. Although I have seen some people who have done this in some podcasts recently, so I'm not actually that different at all. I'm not as smart as I think I am, but you know, regardless of that, today, as you can see from the title of the episode, we're doing a double review for Ad Astra and Rambo Last Blood, two films I have been looking forward to, one more so than the other, but we'll get to that when the review starts. But yeah, um, I was hoping to get these reviews done a little sooner, but I have been just a tiny bit busy doing some other, like, you know, outside activities and work and stuff like that, so yeah, that's why these reviews are coming a little slower than they would normally, but with the upcoming films that will be showing up in October, November, and so on and so forth, I will be making a hearty effort to try and get those done within the uh, opening weekend review window because um, some of these ones, whew, I'm going to be there as quickly as possible with a review out because i got to get my words out there, baby. But yeah, um, with the uh, structure of this episode today, we're going to be doing the review for Ad Astra first and then Rambo Last Blood afterwards. And um, yeah, I've got some interesting thoughts on both. So yeah, without further ado, let's move on to Ad Astra and get this thing started. So before we get into this review, let me just go back and give you a bit of background detail. Now, Ad Astra is one of those sort of films I've been following since the early side of 2019. I literally saw the premise, I saw the cast, and I was like, yo, I'm very much interested in seeing where this film goes. And after the trailer started coming out, I had way more interest and curiosity about what this film would entail so essentially you had Brad Pitt who's this like you know was the astronaut dude who has a father played by Tom Lee Jones who won on the mission many years ago he's gone we don't know what happened to him and now Brad Pitt essentially has to go into space and go find him very interesting you have Donald Sutherland Ruth Neger in there as well and Liv Tyler's in there who I haven't seen in many films in recent years I was like oh okay cool 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 so you're taking all a lot of interesting boxes for me and it's a sci-fi film that has a very distinct kind of look and it's doing one of those sort of interesting things that sci-fi films do where it takes place in a certain point in time where it's in the future but not that far removed from it but has certain distinctive elements especially in the visual side of thing that you know distinguishes itself from other recent space films we've seen it was all good I was all very much interested and then when the early word of mouth came out about this film saying it was really good I was like yo what's going on now i need to know so i ended up seeing this film first and then went to see rambo last blood afterwards and it was i think was it just a few days after it came out and i have to say i was pretty impressed and yeah i have also seen that this is one of the sort of films that's divided people in terms of those who have really liked it or those who have found it incredibly dull and boring and um yeah i'll i'll dive into that when we get into the review so 
why not start now? As per usual, we talk about the story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So without further ado, let's jump in, baby. So the story of this film can be summed up as the following. Astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. And that is the best summary of the film without going into the area of spoilers. This story, when you break it down, is incredibly simple. It is a journey into space for one man to find his father, but also it's about him coming to terms with how he feels about his father and some of the more emotional and dramatic elements of himself that he has not really come to terms with until he goes out into space and goes slash embarks on this adventure. And I thought the film was pretty darn good. It was very, 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 very slow and methodical in the way in which it told you about this world, got you from point A to point B, and there is a lot of things to see and do when it comes to this film. But I think it's a lot of those elements and some of the themes that it explores along with space travel that makes it such a unique kind of watch. I've definitely seen people compare this film to, you know, other recent space exploration films like uh, Gravity and Interstellar. And those comparisons are pretty well founded. And this film, like those, presents a different kind of aspect when it comes to... Um, the future and the tangible aspects of uh, space travel and you know future technology i thought this world had this nice sense of realism to it it was set in the future but clearly from the way in which um, certain things unfold in the story and the way in which mankind has progressed in terms of space travel getting to the moon and the way in which they've reorganized that kind of place it felt very very tangible and realistic that if we were to go to the moon we'd probably like you know was it reorganize it in a way which felt very similar to earth and then make it into a you know sort of resort with like uh, commercialized elements and stuff like that and it was just quite intriguing and fascinating and again it felt realistic in the sense where I'm just like yeah I could give it like I don't know 100 years or something this could be pretty tangible or sooner if we decide to go about and uh, get to space and then start like uh, forming humanity up there but anyway I really liked this uh, film slow burn there was really interesting moments where not a lot is happening and sometimes there's no dialogue at all you're literally just staring at the screen and watching like you know was it Brad Pitt emote and um, these quiet moments especially in space really help like um, you contemplate things along with like the characters on screen but also help you know um, demonstrate that sort of emptiness vastness and you know was it loneliness of space which um, again like films like Interstellar and Gravity have demonstrated beforehand that sort of isolation and like you know was it just creepiness that comes with it all the aspects that I really don't like about space were perfectly illustrated in this film in a really good way and I also like the way in which this film had really good tension and mystery and build up towards certain things and even though there's certain aspects of the story that play out in ways that you'd expect at the same time there's a few twists and turns here and there which are pretty interesting certain things that they do with this future world which I wasn't expecting them to insert but at the same time it's one of the sort of things where it's just like ooh interesting 
I wonder if that's one of the sort of things that would pan out in the real world. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. But yeah, this film is definitely not for everyone. Like I said before, it goes down in a pretty slow manner. And I can understand for some audiences why this film would be considered boring or dull because sometimes there's not a lot happening and sometimes it's just like you know fairly reserved about doing certain things until like um the next major story beat happens but i found the film quite fascinating and intriguing and yeah just pretty good when it comes to the cast i think they all did a pretty good job but it's the central performance from brad pitt that really elevates this film Brad Pitt's one of those sort of guys who I really didn't appreciate when I was in my younger years just because he was always in films that I really didn't care about. But after I saw him in Inglorious Bosses and that ended up being one of my all-time favorite films, I really started paying attention to him in all of his later films that came out in the cinema but also started looking into his back catalogue and this guy has some damn good acting chops and in this film he does a really good job of acting without doing that much he's very stoic very like you know subtle in his performance because his character is essentially like you know the best of the best when it comes to um being an astronaut he has his emotions in check to the point where he sort of comes across as an emotionless robot but it's only because he's so good at his job and concentrated on making sure that the mission gets done correctly that he's basically sort of purged himself of a lot of like you know standard qualities that would make us human i guess or at least like uh, relatable to like you know the average human and in this film you see him go on this journey like you know was it being fairly like a uh, calm and reserved over the course of the film but then like you know sort of open and grow and then um you know start to think about his life some of his relationships and obviously the key relationship with his father which um you know as the film goes on he starts to think about as you know the film progresses but you know he does really well just a lot of physical and uh, facial acting for the moments where he's not speaking when he does talk it's like uh, everything has purpose and feeling and he's just he does a really really good job and then there's Tom Lee Jones as H. Clifford McBride and I have to say he was pretty good in this film as well now Jones is one of the sort of guys that sort of settled into the old man role whether he's an older family member or a member of government or like you know some sort of soldier related dude or something like that he seems to fit into these categories pretty well and this film offers a slightly different variation of like you know the old man Jones that we've come to expect beforehand obviously I can't go into details because that's key to the uh, plot elements but I thought Jones did a pretty good job he had like some really good screen time with uh, Brad Pitt as well it was you know just really effective material and Ruth Negger as much as she was in the film as Helen Lantos which wasn't as much as I would have liked she did a pretty good job as well Donald Sutherland as uh, Colonel Perrett at least I hope that's how you say his name he was pretty good in the film as well Donald Sutherland without a beard just doesn't look right to me he has a very distinctive look that he's basically, you know, was it held on to since, like, I'd say the mid to late 90s. Just that slick back hair with, like, you know, the white hair and the white beard. Him without a beard just looks wrong, and I don't like it. But he did a pretty good job in this film, even though, again, he was also another member who was not in the film as much as I expected. And Liv Tyler, she was decent, but there was not nearly enough screen time in the film for me to, like, care about her as much as I would have liked but yeah, the the whole cast were pretty good, but again, it's Brad Pitt's like central performance, which um, you know really holds this whole thing together in a really good way. And now we move on to the presentation, and 
this film is pretty good looking from a visual standpoint this film has a nice variety of really good camera angles a great use of color and lighting so much like first man and gravity when it came to the way in which they depicted space when you see these shots from space of like you know um, being on the moon or looking at earth or like these shots of like uh, you know rockets flying into space everything just looks so crisp and beautiful and some of these shots look like they are straight out of like you know photographs that you see in like you know those uh, space books that we learn about in the library at school everything just has a very nicely crafted look to it the composition is lovely and some of these moments where you really get to see um, the different sides of space the you know sides that are well lit and some of them that aren't seeing the inside of some of these spacecrafts and yeah just the attention to detail when it came to the coloring the lighting specifically really good stuff and yeah it was just a very nicely put together film from a visual side of things and then when it came to the uh, film score I thought that was pretty impressive as well it's a fairly subdued film score but it works for the most part and Max Richard does a pretty decent job and I also saw in the credits that he had additional help from Lorne Balfe who I think was the dude that did the recent film score for the last Mission Impossible film which was pretty good so I was like ah okay I could definitely hear some of that sound when I um, you know looked up his name afterwards but uh, yeah the presentation side of the film pretty good and now it comes to the conclusion what did I think of Ad Astra well if it wasn't apparent already I quite liked the film it was different fairly methodical like I said before in the way in which it told its story but it was very engaging and interesting and I found it fascinating again I can understand those that might find it boring this because not a lot happens and the story is fairly uh, simple when you break it down and uh, I'm sure there's probably some elements that you might be able to pull apart but as an overall film again I just found it very 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 engaging and besides this one point in the film which I didn't mention in the story part beforehand but there's one point moment in the film which is just what what was that in the sense that it's just a bizarre unexpected moment in the film which is just wow <laughs> it's kind of I don't want to I don't want to use any other words you'll see when you see the film you'll know exactly what it is it was just a very strange moment in a otherwise like you know fairly well composed film which had a certain level of realism to it um, but yeah beyond that the film was good the central performance from Brad Pitt was great and uh, if you like space films and you have patience give this one a watch and uh, yeah uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on this film did you find it intriguing and interesting or did you find it boring and dull holler at me in the comment section below or at the uh, you know social media links which I will provide at the last side of the episode Alright, and now moving on to the other end of the spectrum, we have Rambo Last Blood. Now, before we get into the review, let me just go back and give you a bit of background detail. I really like Rambo, I really like him as a character, and while I haven't seen all of his films to my, I guess, shame, um, I've seen the first, fourth, and fifth Rambo films, with number two and three coming on TV on numerous occasions, but I've only ever caught bits and pieces, never seen them in full. And I was supposed to watch them all before watching the new one, but I just didn't have the time. But let me just say this, Rambo, First Blood, aka just First Blood, you know, the first one from like, you know, early 80s is one of my favorite movies ever. First Blood is just 
wonderfully crafted. It's a slow burn that has like you know just this nice sense of tension and like you know bubbling under the surface as you see Rambo, this character who is a you know war vet, come to this town. He isn't treated with respect, and there's some people that rub him the wrong way that just unleash the beast that's been hiding underneath, and he just goes on one epic journey adventure through this small town causing all sorts of chaos and it's interesting just to see like you know was it this guy he has issues but he's just not understood and it's only his colonel friend who is available to help calm him down and like you know was it help him out towards the end of the movie and yeah that first film is near perfect it's in my top 50 love that film and with the subsequent sequels they've all come out and been at various levels of quality now Annoyingly, I still have never seen Rambo 2 and 3. I've seen them in bits and pieces on TV, but just never seen them in full. But I have seen Rambo 4, and obviously I've seen the new film. And with those films, I feel like I've gotten pretty much the best context of Rambo that I really need. But I will eventually get around to seeing 2 and 3. It's just that I didn't get around to watching for this. But anyway, after Rambo, aka Rambo 4 from 2007, I thought, you know what, yeah. You know, what was a Rambo's done? It was a nice conclusion to the story that felt in line with what came with First Blood, but had way more violence and chaos than I expected. But it still had, like, you know, the shades of the original film. So when that ended, I'm like, that's a nice way for this film to be done. But then they said there was going to be a fifth one. I'm just like, <sighs> I understand that we're in this point now where, uh, you know, Sly Stallone can, you know, quit his uh you know franchise based movies and then just come back again and again and people still go see it and i'm one of those people again because i do like stallone man he's fun but i was just thinking you know rambo he ended his story was done does it really need to be done again but after i saw i think it was the second trailer i'm like you know what i might just jump in this looks like a different but crazier kind of adventure let's see what's going on so before i saw the film uh, just before there was some reviews that came online and everybody well at least a good chunk of people especially when it came to the critics was slating this film for numerous reasons which I may or may not go into later on depending on how I feel but I'm just like this film can't be that bad is it so I went to watch it the other day and you know what I actually quite liked it and I'm gonna tell you why in this review so as per usual as we do in these things we'll talk about the plot We'll talk about the characters, and then we'll talk about the presentation, and then talk about the conclusion. So without further ado, let's jump in. So the story of Last Blood can be summed up as the following. It takes place 11 years after the events that took place in Burma, and John Rambo is essentially settled down at the old horse ranch where his father used to live. He's just taking care of the horses, having a good time, trying to live a peaceful life, trying to live a different kind of life with his friend and his adopted daughter. However, when the daughter goes down to Mexico looking for her father and unfortunately gets kidnapped by the Mexican cartel, it's down to John Rambo to head down there, save her, and take care of the bad guys. And that is pretty much it without going into the area of spoilers. Now, this story is fairly simple, but it is also fairly different from the other Rambo-based movies. Besides the first film, which was Rambo coming back from war, and then the subsequent sequels where it was just him going back into another war, this one is more of a Rambo chilling out, doing nothing, but then someone who he is close to is kidnapped, so then it's him going on essentially a Taken related adventure to go about and get his like you know family back from the bad guys. It's a story that we've seen done a lot in the last 10 years, and while I've definitely seen um, some people make the argument that if you took the Rambo name off and then just put Stallone in this, it could be you know, fitted into that other, like, you know, set of revenge-based films with, uh, 
you know, father figures chasing after their daughters. And I can definitely see that. At the same time, I feel like after so many uh, films of seeing Rambo just run back into a war-based battle, this was a nice change of pace. And it was also interesting to see uh, Rambo just trying to live that peaceful life that he's been trying to, you know, obtain since the first film. He's been trying to get away from the war. He has flashbacks of, like, uh, the events that went down in his life prior to, and he's just trying to keep a lid on it. And for the first time, he has someone that he's attached to that he wants to take care of, which helps him, you know, was it keep this peaceful life at bay. But once that person is removed from the uh, situation, everything just goes crazy. And I just enjoyed seeing this, uh, you know, more subdued, relaxed kind of Rambo who unfortunately through certain circumstances just has the uh, lid that he's been keeping on his anger just blow up go off and then just bl just go crazy i think that this film does a lot of really interesting and fun things with the rambo character but at the same time it does sort of feel like for all of the you know more subtle and i guess more dramatic moments that this film is trying to do it doesn't work as well and I feel like some of these moments could have worked better if there was just a little bit more time to hang around with Rambo's like you know family members who we are supposed to care about and we do for the most part well depending on what kind of audience member you are but um I feel like some more time with them would have like you know uh, warranted a greater response when it comes to like some of the more like uh, dangerous elements that come in the film later on or it also would have helped if we had had characters from the previous film who Rambo knows and we know so then it's just a case of like oh yeah it's not just new characters who he's established his new life with who we have no you know relation to beforehand but um I thought the story was incredibly simple but it worked it did what it needed to do it got Rambo from point A to point B and while it again could have used a little bit more depth a little bit more substance and while I think you know was it I think depending on who you are you're either you know fans of the original that like the more thought-provoking subdued aspects i guess of like you know the first film or you're like the people that really like you know what came with the sequel the more intense violent crazy action heavy you know rambo stuff this film tried to bridge the gap between the two and it sort of worked but could have worked better if there was just a little bit more time worked on the script but as an action film as a revenge story it does its job pretty darn well and while I can understand people's grievances with the film at the same time I feel like some of these people are like you know was it grasping at things that really aren't there in the movie or are just uh, overly offended about the depiction of anything that's negative in film and you know some of these things do happen in real life and if it fits the context of your story why not do it and that's pretty much all I'm going to say on the map because if I dive any deeper into this, I am going to be lambasted in the comment section. So let me just uh, move on from that. But yeah, I thought the story, while simple, it served its purpose and did pretty well. All right, and now it's time to talk about the cast. And while some people do stand out more so than others, this is clearly Sylvester Stallone's film. And as John Rambo, he is bloody brilliant. John Rambo is still one of the most scary, intimidating, and just badass mofos in the world of action movies. Now in this film he's a lot older, a lot slower, but he is still 
just that one dude keeping it cool and calm and collected until you do something to piss him off and then he just explodes this film should really be called Rambo Unleashed because for the longest time we've seen Rambo as a dude who's just pretty calm and collected until he's thrown into a situation where it requires him to like you know was it turn on that war part of his brain and then just become a super soldier but in this film I feel like this is the first time we've ever seen Rambo emotionally like you know was it drawn to battle and this is the point where he's just like I don't give a flying F I'm going to end everybody you've hurt me and now you're done this film is Rambo Unleashed. He goes the extra nine yards and then towards the other side of the planet with some of these people. He is a freaking beast of a dude. So intimidating and cool and badass and like, oh god. It was... He's good. Stallone was good. <laughs> and now we move on to the presentation and good gravy, this is where the film really excels beyond like... um you know, Stallone's performance. Now, I thought Rambo from 2007 was probably the most violent film in the series, but this film, holy crap. This film just goes from zero to 100 in terms of the violence scale. There is all manner of visual violence that could almost go into the Mortal Kombat realm of like you know was it brutality and while it's not like as crazy and like you know was it creative as some of the stuff that Netherrealm have created since like you know Mortal Kombat 9 to 11 it definitely feels in that vein where everything you can see and hear people get stabbed, cut, shot, crunched, twisted and the sound effects, all the crunch is filth. Watching these events play out on screen as Rambo goes on a little rampage, you know, killing and torturing some of these people. Oh my god. I have said on this podcast before that I'm fairly desensitized to violence, but seeing him go after some of these people with such vitriol, dear god. It was intense as crap. And there were people in the cinema that were so hyped. There was these people like a few rows behind me every time Rambo went about and like, you know, messed someone up. They were clapping, wooing. They were hyped. And some of this stuff was very well crafted, really well done, especially towards the end of the film when Rambo, you know, was it. It's in the trailer, so it's partly known. But Rambo sort of sets up his house to, you know, was it. Uh, invite the Mexican cartel to try and come after him and some of the stuff he sets up oh my god the filth the, the chaos good oh wow it is impressive now the action overall is nothing super spectacular but the way in which it's crafted is pretty good and yeah man the only other thing I need to mention is the film score by Brian Tyler. Brian Tyler has been a frequent collaborator when it comes to working with Stallone in some of these uh, films. And anytime you want someone that's going to give you a really heart pounding, upbeat, in your face, action heavy film score, Brian Tyler is the dude to do it. His film scores are intense fantastic bombastic and all sorts of cool and i really appreciated how he incorporated the themes from the original films and also what he did with uh, rambo from 2007 and sort of like weaved into this his music was great and it worked really well with the uh, action on screen dude is doing it really really well
So now we go into the conclusion. What did I think of Rambo Lost Blood? You know what? Yeah. Um, despite some of his issues with the story, some, I guess, contradictory elements with the Rambo character, and, uh, you know, some of the characters being, you know, pretty one note and basic, I thought this film was just, it was just fun. And while that might say something, you know, about me that I really enjoy seeing, you know, Stallone run around beating the crap and killing a whole load of like terrible people at the same time it was just a revenge story that worked it was simple yet effective the action was great the film score was good Stallone shows that even in his older years he can still be a badass and like you know as it mess people up if you enjoy these kind of films I would recommend it and yeah I know that this film isn't like you know a you know a great film by any stretch of the imagination but it's just it's fun and sometimes you just need fun in the cinema. There's far too much crazy crap going on in the world. Just, you know, sometimes you just need a, an escape. And this was a good, what, just shy of two hours? I think it was like, what, closer to 90 minutes? But yeah, it was pretty good. I would have preferred this, this film was just a little longer, just to give a little bit more character development to the newer characters and maybe have a little bit more time with Rambo, you know, is it... Uh, looking back on some of the uh, older adventures he's been on, maybe some extra flashbacks or something, but yeah, overall, still pretty good. Um, if you've seen the film, let me know, because so far I've seen that there's a lot of people who've seen the film who aren't critics, you know, just you know, regular audience goers who have actually enjoyed this film quite a lot in, uh, in comparison to the critics, so if you're one of those people, let me know. If you're one of the people that hate the movie, let me know. Um, you know how to find me. I am on... Twitter at hyperson 55 or at filmfocus55 or you can holler at me via the email address thehyperson 555 at gmail.com or you can you know leave us a nice review on iTunes um, we're on SoundCloud as well and yeah man just if you have any thoughts on this or Ad Astra just holler at me I would love to hear your thoughts because I'm here for you but I'm also here for myself so there you go <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But with that, I'm going to end this episode before it gets any crazier. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.